arguing and debating yeah. meaning of things for me it's however people are using the word that's the meaning I, I'm, I'm okay I, I concede that well we can by the way those it's things. why I don't call myself an atheist uh. it's why you can look up the dictionary definition of atheist and it kind of applies to me but what is the definition of atheist in practice it is what leading atheists do and it's their conduct and it's their behavior and it's what they say and it's 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 their attitude mm -hmm. that is what an atheist is today because they're the most visible exemplars of that word and most of their conduct i either don't agree with or simply don't engage in what don't you agree with i don't debate religious people and tell them they're idiots mm. i don't yeah that doesn't work uh it's, it's, whether or not it works it's just not it's not in me to do that I, I don't purge myself of words that have religious foundations in them. I once, in my Facebook, I, I had a friend going up in orbit to repair the Hubble telescope, one of the astronauts, and I said, uh, uh, Godspeed. Mm -hmm. And then I gave the astronaut's name. People wrote in in the thread, said, I thought you were an atheist. How could you say Godspeed? An atheist got angry with me? And I said, okay, first of all, this phrase is deeply historical in the space program. When John Glenn was launched, the headline was Godspeed John Glenn. Mm. And every mission where we send human beings into space, somewhere there is that reference in the NASA family. What does that word mean? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what it means. Please do. Okay? <laughs> so, oh, by the way, let, I'll get to that in just Okay. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen, and you are watching and listening to The Brett Keen Show. So, according to Neil deGrasse Tyson, he says, uh, you can watch uh, Big Think as well, where he mentions why he's not an atheist. Uh, says he's more closer to an agnostic, but he doesn't really care about those kind of labels. He'd rather be referred to as a scientist. Well, what's the difference between a scientist and an atheist? Well, if you were to roll over to here, you're going to see a video by cross-examined Frank Turek where he's debating an atheist. The atheist claims that he doesn't have to defend his views. He doesn't have to offer any kind of alternatives and refuses to concede and accept that atheists have a worldview. We'll get into that in a little bit, but I was wanting to talk about what Neil deGrasse Tyson's talking about here. Neil deGrasse Tyson's basically saying that he can't stand the behavior and the routine of atheists. 
that they're extremely nasty. They don't care about historical references. Atheists are the same people who throw a tantrum over Christmas and religious holidays. They're the same people who want to edit out money and all that. Now, I don't care really about the money issue or whatever, but a lot of scientists have gotten as far away from atheism as they possibly can because atheists have built a reputation, especially on social media. You can't watch an atheist nowadays without seeing them being rude and narcissistic or histrionic or pretending to know more than everybody else. And a lot of these atheists, especially on YouTube, they didn't even make it through high school. When they were going to school, they were terrible at science. They didn't have a damn clue of what was going on. And the ones that grew up going to church and all that, they didn't even bother to read the Bible or even find out what it was that Christianity was teaching. Pretty much a lot of atheists that you see out there have a chip on their shoulder because their moms and dads told them that they needed to ask for forgiveness and change their ways and do things. Where a lot of atheists are very controlling and domineering and believe that the world owes them something. Well, Neil deGrasse Tyson doesn't want anything to do with that. And you can even see whenever you're watching this video with Frank Turek, he's trying to have a respectful conversation with this 500-pound atheist who's basically thinking that he can come into Frank Turek's classroom and just diss the piss out of Frank Turek and tell him that he's a liar and dishonest and all this kind of stuff. And then when Frank Turek asks him what the alternative is, what is the alternative to God? Give a natural explanation. You see, atheists lack a belief in deities, but they do make a lot of positive assertions and claims. They believe that existence happens for natural reasons that's a claim they claim many of them believe that they came from apes and before that all kinds of other different creatures they believe that they share a common ancestor that they have some relationship with lizards and beavers and monkeys and everything that you can possibly think of in fact they believe that they share genetics with every single thing on the planet well this isn't true it is not true that we just simply, the reality isn't that we just come from all these different creatures. That is not an argument that has been won. It has not been proven to be factual, and it's never even been observed. When atheists claim that the universe doesn't require God in order for us to exist, yet they have no alternative explanation for how the universe even came into existence itself, they're making a lot of extremely positive claims about why we're alive, why things happen, all this. Worldview, if you were to reverse it and say it backwards, it's basically your view of the world. It's how you see the world. Now, obviously, Christians say, can say, I view the world as being created by God. The reason why I'm here is because according to my faith, God created the universe, God put a soul in me, I became animated, and I began to exist, and I was given sentience and a consciousness. 
I was intelligently designed. That is the positive claim of the Christian. And of course, the Christian has burden of proof whenever it comes to that. But the atheist comes along and says, no, I got here by natural means. I exist because the universe did A, B, and C. I exist because on earth, A, B, and C happened, and that is why I exist. Everybody, all sides are making a claim. Everyone's got their own interpretation or idea or version or brand of reality. All right? The Christian claims a supernatural alternative, and the atheist claims a natural. But whenever Christians point this out to atheists, you get what we found here with this 500-pound atheist who looks unbathed, claiming, I don't have to explain anything. I don't have to defend my position. I don't have to defend my claims. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the difference between a scientist and an atheist. Neil deGrasse Tyson loves trying to find answers. To him, it's what his whole life is about. Whether it's God or whether it's by natural means, Neil deGrasse Tyson doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. He's not willing to just throw every idea out just because it sounds uncomfortable or because his mommy and daddy were rude to him as a child or he was forced to go to church or something. To him, it's all about finding out the facts and the evidence as where the atheist only likes the facts and evidence whenever it goes along with his godless worldview. You see the difference? There's a difference between trying to seek truth and willing to accept that double-edged blade sword, willing to accept that the truth is out there, but it may not be a comfortable one. It may be hard. The truth might be something that you completely are on the wrong spectrum of understanding, grasping, or knowing. It's interesting because Frank Turek was willing to answer all this man's questions. You can tell that Frank Turek from Cross-Examined was more than happy. This is what Frank Turek does for a living. He likes answering questions and teaching and educating people. He likes being able to give answers, whether they're factual or based completely primarily on his faith he wants to be a giver, as where the atheist simply wants to take. The atheist wants to hold this privileged position where he stands over religious people and says, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. So the religious person, even if the Christian says, okay, fine, you say that I'm wrong, then what's the alternative? Well, I don't have to know anything. All I know is that you're wrong, but I'm not going to give you any kind of examples of why you're wrong or why there's another alternative to it. It's the weakest, cowardice shit that you could ever have. It's like some little old lady standing over a group of kids telling them, you're wrong, you're wrong, everything that you say is wrong, but uh, I don't have any answers. It's annoying, and that's one of the reasons why people like Neil deGrasse Tyson are, is fed up with atheists. That's why a lot of scientists are walking away. A lot of atheists have burned their bridges. What made atheists think that it was a smart or intelligent idea? 
knowing that the majority of the world is Christian, Muslim, and Jewish, and then, of course, followed by a bunch of pagans, this small minority gets up one day on the Internet because they're too cowardly to do this out in public most of the time. Only a, a few of them are willing to go out and debate live. And I give kudos to people like Christopher Hitchens, who actually did debate Frank Turek, and Dinesh, and so on and so on. Richard Dawkins. Richard Dawkins is another perfect example of a scientist who got ruined but because of atheist. Did you know that for the longest time, Richard Dawkins was considered like the Pope of atheism? He was the guy that religious people used to listen to and take very seriously, as did some atheists out there. But lately, in the past five years, atheists have been saying, ah, Richard Dawkins a chump. He's an idiot. He's a blah, blah, blah. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, yada, yada, yada. They'll use his arguments whenever it suits them, but they insult the shit out of them. Do you know how many times atheists told Richard Dawkins that he's not welcome to come to their little conventions? <laughs> he's not welcome the atheist feminist out there ended up kicking him out and telling him that he's not welcome that they don't want him around atheists are telling their premier guy who was literally on tv fighting for them that he's basically no longer welcome and they don't give a damn about what he has to say anymore amazing but guess what? The Christians haven't given up on Richard Dawkins. In fact, Richard Dawkins is always welcome to come to any church, go on to any discussion board that he wants to, and Christians enjoy and welcome him every single time. Even though in his older age he has calmed down, he was a little bit rough when he was starting out. He said some things like religious people believe in a delusion and all this kind of stuff. He even wrote a book called God Delusion or something of that nature. That's the point, though. Atheists are losing and they don't get it. You may get a couple teenagers and kids who think it's the rebellious way to go. There might be some teenagers who go, yeah, them atheists sure are smart. Or at least they sound like it and uh, jump on board on social media. But there's going to be a time when every child and every teenager ends up growing up, right? And they're going to say, what's the meaning of life? Elon Musk asks that question every single day. How do I know? Because I follow him on Twitter and I watch most of his videos. He sat down with a lot of religious people, and he believes that there is a higher power, that there's something special about our existence as well as our lives. He doesn't believe that we just came in by some meaningless way into existence. And let's face it, whenever it comes down to it, Christians, Muslims, and Jews, we have all the tools. We really do, if you think about it, we have the advantage over atheists any second of the day. And do you know why? Because we're offering life beyond this existence. We're offering redemption. We're offering that no matter what you do, as long as you're sincere, as long as you're genuine, as long as you're willing to change your life and change your heart and learn to love others and do unto others as you want done unto you, that your life can have purpose and meaning. And not only that, once you die, it's not over. 
you have the opportunity to be with those you love, those you care about. As where atheism, what does it offer? It offers you nothing. It offers you nothing but anger, hatred, animosity, a chip on your shoulder. And for what? You believe you're an evolved slug, yet somehow think that you're better than the rest of the slugs in the pond. How meaningless of an existence must you have? I mean, have you ever listened to some of these people, the way they boast and brag on video, and they literally are not self-aware whatsoever? <laughs> You're so stupid. The truth is, I'm an ape. I'm an ape. You should watch the new uh, Ricky Jarvis show, or Jarvis, or however he pronounces his name, the comedian on Netflix. He's literally smiling, like, uh, from ear to ear, he says, yeah, I'm an ape, and his British-sounding voice, I'm an ape, and that's my life, and then I'll die, and then everybody I love will die, and he's got this big smile on his face, and it's like, why are you smiling for it? What are you happy about? What's so good about being a fucking ape? If we were to even accept that that's the truth, that that actually is the case, that you're an ape. Has anybody ever visited the zoo before? Have you ever been out in the jungle? Have you ever seen apes beat the shit out of each other with clubs? Digging their own asshole with their bare little ape hands, slinging shit about the place? The most uncivilized fucking creatures that you could ever see. Hairy, smelly, pulling fleas off each other and mosquitoes up on a tree branch. Have you ever seen how aggressive and rough and hateful they are whenever they're trying to have sex? Watch the Animal Channel. I'm a big fan of the Science Channel and Animal Channel. And things are ferocious. It's rough. So, if someone actually thinks they're one hair away from being a fucking baboon... What's so impressive about that? And then before that, you were an ancient rat, and before that, a fucking lizard, beaver, or whatever the hell you think you came from? Have you seen these atheists where they have this big smile on their face? I'm still a fish. Oh, you are? You mean those things I catch with a worm on a hook? Those things I take home and chop the pieces and then cook them up and eat them? You're a fish. You're a fucking human mermaid, and that, to you, sounds coherent, rational, and logical. <laughs> I don't know, man. At least with religious people, have you noticed when you're talking to somebody who has faith in God, at least when we're talking about our beliefs and our views, we'll say things like, look, this is our faith. We're not able to present evidence for everything that we believe in view some of us it's more of a feeling some of it's it's more as though we feel we're being led in the spirit and it's extremely difficult to explain a sensation or an emotion or something that you feel or the embodiment of something it's extremely difficult to try to explain to somebody else who doesn't understand or comprehend your relationship with the universe and how you feel like you're a part of all the energy around you, that you feel the power as you walk. It's hard to put that forth to somebody who's never known. It's like trying to explain Skittles to a fucking blind person. 
just because the person doesn't have the ability to express what the fuck color Skittles are does not mean that Skittles do not exist, though. Just because the blind man can't see. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But we do have enough that we know about the universe, and we do have enough that we know about existence to realize that we're special. There's something meaningful about our existence is where the atheist has nothing. So it's no wonder to me whenever I see this kind of shit going on where Frank Turek is trying his best to talk, the atheist does his little arrogant spill, and then once Frank Turek starts asking him questions, the guy will eventually run. You see him standing there? Now watch this. Around this time, Frank Turk asked him some questions, and voila, he takes off. Atheist storms out after refusing to give an argument. That's one thing that a lot of people look up to and respect Christians for. Whether our, our answers are good for you, whether you accept our answers, at least we try. At least we try. When you want to talk to us, we're willing to give it a shot to try to help you understand or comprehend where we're coming from. But the atheists know. Burden of proofs are new. Well, burden of proof is on us whenever it comes to describing our level of the supernatural. But you have the burden of proof of trying to explain things naturally. You would think that you would have full advantage if everything is based upon nature, then you shouldn't have any kind of difficulty whatsoever arguing it, since that's what you believe that all is. But I have a challenge for you all out there. Can you explain what nature is outside of Earth? Explain what nature is or how you define it, and then we'll go from there. I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, at Friday, 7 p.m. Central, I'm going to do a live show. And 10 bucks says that atheists won't show up, that they won't come into the ring with me, put on their boxing gloves, and have a good-ass little brawl right there, intellectually, of course. A nice, intense discussion or even debate. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the alternatives. Well, I hope you all have a blessed day. And I hope that atheists have learned that you have majorly burned your bridges, as Neil deGrasse Tyson has pointed out.